Hello, I'm Michael Kithgart, high performance coach for sales leaders and teams and the creator of the winning Your Way framework. Welcome to the Champions of Risk podcast, where we examine the many aspects of risk so that we can all face uncertainty with more courage and confidence together. So we have a repeat guest today. I'm really excited to talk to Tammy Lee again. Tammy is a MedTech founder and CEO of Xena Therapies, makers of Opal Cool products for hot women and Onyx Cool Therapies for injury repair, recovery, and heat stress. So Tammy was a guest last year and in a year. I just know so much has changed. I know this a little bit because we talked uh, before, but I wanted her to come back on the podcast to talk about what a difference a year can make, how the business has evolved, her sales approach, projects she's involved in. We just have so much to cover. Tammy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's so great to be with you again. I can't believe a year has flown by. That was such a fun time. And I know today will be fun and freewheeling too. So thanks for having me back again. Uh, ah, well, always a pleasure to talk with you. So let's just dive in. And why don't you remind listeners about Opal Cool and Onyx Cool and really like where, like, tell us a little bit about the, the technology, because that's kind of a key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So we manufacture Opal and Onyx Cool Therapy products down in Red Wing, Minnesota. So we're a made in America, made in Minnesota, woman-owned company. And we make cool therapy products for hot women, women who are going through menopause or who might be new moms who are breastfeeding and need to cool their breasts or might have mastitis or women with MS. We also make products under our Onyx Cool Therapy line, which are really designed for sports injuries, for injury repair and recovery. And now we're branching out into safety products to really treat heat safety, heat stress for workers outside. So that's a new initiative. And we're really excited. We launched the company right before the pandemic. So what a year and a half it has been, but we, we made it out to the other side. Uh, not that the pandemic has, has fully ended, but, but we see the light ahead and are now looking at new ways to bring those products to market, including into a retail space, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. Yes, we sure will. So let's go back to that beginning stage. And like you said, no time to launch like a full-blown pandemic. <laughs> and <laughs> right. so in this, how has the, the company evolved either because of COVID or just because of market opportunity? Yeah. So just a little bit about the technology itself, because it kind of sets up how we had to pivot the marketing strategy. So we make cool therapy products that use phase change material. So it's not ice. It can go directly on the skin, safer than ice, more comfortable. It can cool to 58 degrees. So these are show and tell products. And in a pandemic, you can't get out to show and tell about your product. So we did a lot of TV marketing, video marketing to really showcase the products. We're on Good Morning America, The View, QVC, to try and get those into the hands of people that need them to go consumer direct. That was not our original business strategy. We really thought uh, in January of 2020 that we were going to be reaching out to hospitals and clinics and physical therapists and chiropractors and and family physicians to market the products through them. But of course, with COVID, you couldn't go that route. So we went the route of Consumer Direct. And uh, now that the pandemic is, is beginning to ease up and lift, we hope to be able to get back into those medical channels. But we're also going more aggressively into retail with a brick and mortar location downtown at the new Dayton's location. 
So our marketing strategy has whipsawed a little bit because of COVID, but we're still standing and looking at great new opportunities ahead. Yeah. Well, I think it's fantastic that you had the nimbleness, you know, to be able to do that. And, you know, maybe your launching ended up being right at the right time. Who knows, yeah, my bank right? my bank account wouldn't say that, but yeah, we've made it through. <laughs> I don't think anybody would choose to launch in the beginning of a pandemic unless you had the best uh, personal protective equipment on the market or respirators. We did not have that. We had cool therapy products. So, but it did force us, as you said, to be more nimble and creative about how we take the products to market. Yeah. So I want to talk about a kind of a gamble that you took. Right. And knowing that you were going to go into the consumer brand, once you realized that you did try something like QVC. So tell us about that experience and what you learned from it. Yeah. So, you know, QVC, national TV appearances do at, at least one good thing for you. They get you great brand exposure and they give you digital assets that you can use later. It was a long process to get on QVC. The QVC shopper really wanted the Onyx products, the shoulder, which we could demo seven different ways. My gut instinct was that we really should be on QVC with Opal. You think about the audience who watches QVC. She is in her 50s or 60s. She probably is going through menopausal symptoms. And she is up late at night or early in the morning because she's having a hot flash. And she's ready to use her credit card for anything to provide relief. We were not talking about menopause. We were talking about shoulder, knee, uh, hip injuries with, with that particular show. So, well, it got us some great national exposure. And every time we're on TV, it opens another door. It was not the right product for that marketplace. So that was just another key learning. But then we pivoted because we had so much inventory that we had made for QVC into some other consumer direct channels like 40 boxes, which was kind of an offshoot of some of the stuff that we did on Good Morning America and The View. And that was another great opportunity to reach a whole new segment of customers. So every, I would say, uh, rain cloud and storm that we went through kind of ended up, we found a rainbow at the end of it or kind of made our own rainbow to to make that, that promotion work for our benefit. Yes. That, uh, well, I just think that that that's, really marvelous that you were able to like, you know, find different outlets for it because um, just in reading about what it takes to be on QVC, you know, Mm -hmm. like the amount of product that you have to have and the amount of time. And if you don't sell a certain number quantity, right? Like they yank you. I mean, it's pretty hardcore. It is hardcore. They have a permanent goal. Um, And it's not just a goal. It's a requirement. I mean, you've got to sell a certain number of dollars per minute. And you're really, your fate is really tied to the host that you're working with too. So before COVID, you could be in studio with the host demoing your product. During COVID, you had to be in your own home studio and uh, be demoing over like a Zoom call. So it's very difficult to interact and sell product in that eight minute segment in that kind of a format, especially if your host is not really familiar with your technology. Coming back to the beginning of this podcast, this is a show and tell product. And if you can't accurately describe it, it's very difficult to sell. So I felt like I really had to kind of become the host of that segment and really kind of hit on the features and benefits. But out of that, you know, we put it on LinkedIn, we put it on our social channels, we ended up making new connections because of that national appearance that we wouldn't have otherwise. So 
I kind of view it as paid advertising. But for people that think that that's going to solve some of their problems, it's a long road because we are a medical technology, even though we're class one. Um, we had to have our products tested in Asia at a testing lab to make sure that all the claims that we were making were accurate. There are certain words that you can't use on TV, on QVC. You have to go through training that's really rigid. And uh, if you say the wrong word and make a health claim, it's almost like a swear word. They'll beep you. So you got to be really careful when you appear on a segment like QVC. So it's long and expensive. And talking about champions of risk, it is a risky proposition to businesses. So Tammy, you're also kind of the chief revenue officer for Xenotherapies as well. So tell me kind of how your sales strategy has evolved in this last year as well. Yeah, that's a great question. We started out really, we had one full-time salesperson before the pandemic started. And then we had uh, several independent reps around the country that were working for us. The independent reps couldn't get into uh, the sales channels. We thought they would be going after the hospitals, clinics, et cetera. And our, same with our full-time salesperson couldn't get in. So that's why we kind of pivoted to the consumer direct strategy and really marketing to the masses through television and, and other opportunities. But what I found as my own uh, chief salesperson, I had to find other people to be arms and legs and really connectors for me. And everybody has a vast network of people that they know, like you, you know, a lot of really interesting people. You've been in sales and business development yourself. Um, and what I found that's been really successful for me is asking people that I know in my network who they might know that can help me. And I call it the, the small ask, big impact. So I asked them to open up their network to me and make some connections. And for that, let's just say we hit a whopper together. If you and I landed some big national account like Target Baby or maybe Top Mama or maybe it's somebody else that we haven't even contemplated yet, just for making that introduction, I would give you 5% of the deal. So small favor, big impact. And what I found is people are really willing to do that because you're not asking them to be your full-time salesperson. You're just asking them to do for you what they probably would do anyway, because they like you, they respect you, they want to help your business. But there's a time associated with that. You've got a full-time job, you've got a podcast. So for you to do that, you're incentivized to want to help me because who knows? It's like, it's like buying a lottery ticket. Maybe it goes, maybe it doesn't, but all it takes is an email and a, and a couple of intros and maybe it could happen. Yes. I love this because I, you're right. You know, we, you and I, we've been in sales for a long time. And when you're a small business and you're growing, there's kind of this old model of like, Hey, let's find somebody who can do sales and, you know, we'll give them commissions or we'll give them a base plus commission or whatever. And it's such a, I don't know anybody who's truly had a great experience with that model if we're just really being honest, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, like an independent contractor, because people still aren't that invested. It's different if it's employee based, right? Mm -hmm. So now you've essentially have an unlimited amount of business developers in work, working with you who can do something that can have a great result for, for xenotherapies won't require necessarily a lot of time. And then you're the paying it forward. And then you're, you know, you're helping them share in, in the reward as well. Yeah. So it seems like a win-win for everyone. And really with almost everybody that I talk to, 
it's they just have one or two really amazing contacts. So this isn't a lifelong commitment. It's a, you know, let's swing for the fences and see what happens. And that might open up another door that we hadn't thought about too. So there could be some trailing positive benefits too, but people genuinely want to help each other out along their journey too. And people feel good about that. And everybody wants to be part of somebody else's success story. At least I do. And so I get great joy. It fills my bucket to help other people. And I found that other people are really willing to do the same. Yes. I I just think it's a smart way to do business. And I especially love the name of, you know, the the small ask or small favor, big impact. That's branded. There's your million, (laughs) next million dollar idea, Tammy. There you go. There you go. I got to finish out this million dollar idea and turn it into a $10 million idea. idea, And then everybody else could use this. I I don't need to brand it. I'm happy to share it openly, open source it. Anybody can do this. You just have to have willing partners that want to help you out. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a great challenge to the listeners of the podcast too, is just think about how that approach could actually help you grow your business or your network or whatever it is that you need to, uh, you know, you're looking to achieve. So that was, that's awesome. You mentioned that you are getting, um, going to be involved in the Dayton's project. So tell us about this, cause this is super exciting. This is one of the most exciting things to happen uh, since the pandemic and since the riots happened in Minneapolis after the death of George Floyd. So I'm excited to be part of a movement that is bringing business and shoppers back downtown to Minneapolis. So the historic Dayton's project was in the works pre-COVID. They had a developer and an architect that were working on redesigning and reimagining that historic Dayton space. And all of us that live here in the Twin Cities area know that that's, that's had a rich history. Dayton, Dayton Hudson's, uh, Marshall Fields, then Macy's. So what they've done is take an iconic space and now turned it into a place for Minnesota companies, Minnesota makers. So it's going to be a great space that opens November 18th. We will have Opal and Onyx products both featured down there, along with 28 other businesses. A lot of them happen to be women-owned businesses. Yes. Many of them have been announced, but there's another really exciting aspect of that that's coming up too, that it, uh, I'll just say it'll be really a, a culturally interesting thing for Minnesota that will be part of that space and that will be coming up in the next announcement. So November 18th, uh, we are trying to get people, encouraging them to come downtown to Minneapolis to shop local again and experience all of what these fabulous Minnesota makers have to offer. You kind of teased us. <laughs> I want to know what, what is it? (laughs) It will be fabulous. I will just tell you, it will be fabulous. They, I think they've been making announcements every week. They have a new batch of uh, vendors and makers that are going to be in the space. So I expect in the next week or so that will become public. It built up to that exciting launch. And, you know, many of us remember growing up, going to Dayton's during the holidays and, and seeing the holiday decorations and the window displays and, shopping in there and seeing those, um, those beautiful chandeliers, which they rescued the original Dayton space. So those are hanging in the new Dayton's build out. And it's been fun to hear other great Minnesota companies. My friend, Bob Gardner has Gardner Builders, and he was the general contractor for that space, beat on a lot of other national companies to get the right and the honor to do that. So it's been fun to see how other great companies in Minnesota that that, you know, are scrappy entrepreneurial who are really part of 
creating that space, which is just going to be a treasure for this year's holiday season. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to being down there and doing all of my holiday shopping for the Dayton's project. What else do you have on the horizon? Not like Xena Therapies isn't a full-time job, but you're also an investor in Oodipal's Brewery. Yeah, so that, that's just kind of a passion project. It's a fun place to bring people to. It's a great location in Minneapolis where the old, another historic location the old Glenwood water bottling plant used to be there and the spring water that's under that building, we can pull up and, and use in the brewery as well. So it's been a fun space on, on Bassett Creek. It's a business that continues to attract uh, new fans and followers and it's, a, it's in a great location. So that's just kind of a fun thing to be involved in. I also really get joy out of helping other women-owned companies and businesses. So I'm an investor in the Sophia Fund and Capita Three, which support women-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. So that's the kind of stuff that that I enjoy doing. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty busy with my own my own projects right now too. I, I started out my career the you know for 15 years of my career I was in the airline industry. So there's that saying that they tell you when you're on the plane, you know, put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. So I got I got a I got a lot of stuff to deal with on my own plate, but still happy to assist others along the way. Wow, that's great. And coming up just around the corner is Yes Vember for female <laughs> manufacturers. I love that. Yes Vember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of like to turn things into my own phrase. So yes, November, um, there, there's a great manufacturing conference coming to town because conferences are back on again, which is great for everybody's business. And there's a group called Women in MedTech in Minnesota. It's comprised of a lot of different business owners, but there's a panel on, uh, it's called From the Shop Floor to the Top Floor, How Women Are Rising Through the Ranks in Manufacturing. So that'll be fun to participate in that. And my background isn't manufacturing. I started out my career in TV news and then politics and then working in global corporate affairs. And my parents growing up told me, work really hard, you know, get a good education, so that you don't end up working in a factory. Well, I worked hard, got a great degree, got an MBA, and now I work in a factory. But it's a little different when you own it. So um, there's a lot of opportunity for women in med tech manufacturing and manufacturing in general. So uh, it's fun to be part of sharing the message about what's possible and for women and also really focusing on women of color and bringing more diverse people into the ranks for manufacturing. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you are leading that charge along with some other fabulous women on, on that. Can people attend that conference or is it kind of close to the industry? You know, I think it's actually part of the MD&M conference, Medical Device and Manufacturing Conference, and there are several other events going on with that. Um, I, I think people can attend that, but I can follow up with you for your listeners and you can post a link with it if it's, if it's open to the public. Yes, because I think there'd be some people out there that would be invest, uh, interested in it. So, you know, before we blink, um, it's going to be 2022 and what has you hopeful for the coming year? You know, I'm, I'm very optimistic. I feel like we're finally getting this pandemic under control. Businesses are opening back up. The economy is doing pretty well. And, you know, there's a lot happening in Washington, D.C. to try and bring money to the states for a variety of infrastructure projects. So that'll put more people back to work, too. As part of that, what I'm really excited about is the, the White House announced about a month ago 
some new regulations that they're looking at to protect workers from heat stress. And as somebody who's CEO of a cool therapy company, I get really excited about protecting workers from heat stress. And so uh, you think about workers, um, everything from manufacturing, construction, it gets pretty hot here in Minnesota, but think about how hot it is in Texas. You think about people that are working in the fields in California, whether they're picking strawberries or avocados. I mean, there are some hot places and for people to want to get back to work and stay employed, stay working, you got to make them comfortable and make them safe. So I'm really excited to take our technology and hopefully be a big part of what can happen around protecting workers from heat stress. So the company started really focused on women's health and wellness and uh, orthopedic sports medicine. And now we're moving into safety and industrial. So it's what I get excited about for 2022 is there are so many applications for this technology and so many other great groups to partner with to help bring it to the marketplace. Yeah, that's a lot to look forward to. I'm excited for you as well. So Tammy, remind people how they can follow you or get in touch with you. Well, thank you. Yes. So we, our websites are opalcool and onyxcool.com, O-P-A-L, cool and O-N-Y-X, cool.com. Those are sites and uh, what we really love for people to come and see us downtown Minneapolis at the new Dayton's marketplace starting November 18th and going through the holidays. There's going to be a lot of exciting things happening down there. Uh, Well, Tammy, as always, thank you for taking time to talk with me. Uh, It's always a a pleasure and uh, appreciate you being a guest on the Champions of Risk podcast. Thank you for having me back again and and best wishes to you for the rest of the year and, and for all of your exciting goals for 2022. Thank you. If you're like many, you're high achieving and get a lot done, though it can come at personal expense. Wouldn't it be great to crush it and feel like a rock star? Champion You monthly group coaching helps high achievers shift to high performers so that you can have ongoing success with less overwhelm and more satisfaction. Each month, I go live with the members to highlight a high performance topic that shifts perspective, provides a cool new tool or a resource, and helps you identify an action step to get you to a different outcome. If you're looking for a personal or professional development companion, come check us out for a month. See if you like us. If you do, you can stay. We meet the first Wednesday of every month and I look forward to seeing you there soon.